Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 136. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So we put together this podcast to help our church family in addressing questions that they might come across in their normal lives or that they're wrestling with, but they wouldn't necessarily get an answer for by listening to a morning message through Sunday school or even a Bible study. And so we put together this podcast to try to answer those questions and help you to come to some sort of conclusion. Today, we're going to wrestle with a question that affects each and every one of us. Because if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and you have gone to the Lord in prayer, and you have asked for him to do something, this aspect of prayer and, well, it's about waiting, We really have a hard time waiting on the Lord to answer us. We struggle with that. We're not used to that. So we're going to look at the question today, what does it mean to wait on the Lord? What does it mean to wait on the Lord? So the way that we're going to approach this question is, is I'm going to talk, first of all, about our preconditioning. You and I have been preconditioned. I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment. But then we're going to look at a biblical view of waiting on the Lord. And I have eight things I want to point out to you there with some scriptures. So let's talk about the preconditioning. You and I struggle with this whole aspect of waiting on God to answer us or to do something in our lives or for us is because you and I have been preconditioned, and we have been preconditioned by our world, which is my first point. We are preconditioned by our culture to expect a response immediately. We're preconditioned by our culture to expect a response immediately. Now, that hasn't always been true, because I think if you have lived longer than 50 years, you can remember a time when you ordered things through the catalog and you had to wait for them to show up. They didn't send you a notification of it being shipped. You just knew I send in my money and I need to wait for that order to come whenever that might be. And they wouldn't tell you when. That was a time also before drive-throughs and a lot of different things. And so you, in our culture, In the last 50 years, that has all shifted and changed so that now when we order something, we expect an immediate answer. And that immediate answer is, tell me when it's coming, give me tracking, and make sure it shows up on time. When we go through the drive-thru, we want it now. Don't tell me to push, go forward a little bit and wait on the order. I expect it now. All of us have this expectation of being answered right now when we are calling for it. Now, 
in our current situation that we're in with the COVID-19 situation, we're kind of having to relearn the old way a little bit because sometimes the things that we order don't show up when we want them to show up. So we're having to learn to wait. But the fact is, is you and I have been preconditioned. Now, here's my second point I want you to see. We carry that preconditioning over to our relationship with the Lord. Because we've been conditioned by our culture to expect answers now, we carry that over into our relationship with the Lord. So when we talk to him about whatever the issue is, if we need him to deal with this issue or provide in some way, we expect the Lord to answer now. Now, we wouldn't say that, God, why aren't you answering me right now? Although you might, we have this expectation that God should answer us now. And if he doesn't answer us now, we then have this wrestling mental game that goes on. Well, is there something wrong with me? Does God not love me anymore? And so we, we wonder if there's something wrong. Now, why is that all taking place? Well, we have been preconditioned by our culture to expect the immediacy. And so, which brings me to my third point, we think waiting is abnormal and a sign of a problem. We think waiting is abnormal and a sign of a problem. If I'm waiting on God, that's really abnormal. It shouldn't happen that way. I've heard testimonies of other people when they prayed, God gave them what they wanted. And we think, well, there must be a problem. And usually when we think there's a problem, we think there's a problem with ourselves, with ourselves. So we've been preconditioned. So because of that precondition, I think we need to remind ourselves about what the Bible says about waiting. And so I've got eight things that I want to point out to you here. So let's look at the biblical view. First one. The call to wait on the Lord is found in both the Old and New Testament. This whole issue of waiting on the Lord is found throughout the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. We're called to wait on the Lord. Now, there's a reason why, and that's my second point. It's an act of faith as you trust God's character and goodness. See, the issue of waiting really is an act of faith on your part. If you're in a situation and you ask God to do something, waiting on the Lord to respond is really an act of faith rather than trusting in yourself. Because a lot of times what will happen is, is that if we don't see an answer from the Lord, we just take matters into our own hands and we'll do it on our own. But if you are waiting on him to provide the answer that he knows best is for you, then that's an act of faith because you're trusting in his character and in his goodness. Now, having said that, let's just be a little realistic about the whole issue of waiting. And so here's my third point. Waiting on the Lord can be difficult for the believer. Waiting on the Lord can be difficult for the believer. In fact, listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 69, verse 3. I am weary with my crying. My throat is dry. My eyes fail while I wait 
for my God. Well, what's going on here? Well, he's expressing that as he's waiting, he's crying out to God, and, and it's tired him out. His throat is dry. Literally, he's, his throat is sore because of his crying out to God. God, answer me, answer me, answer me. And his eyes fail, all because of what? He's waiting for the Lord. What is that expressing here? That it's difficult. I'll just be honest with you. There are things that I have been praying for for decades. It's difficult to wait. It's difficult to wait, but our trust needs to be in the Lord. So when we talk about waiting, we're not talking about something that's necessarily easy for you and I as believers. It's difficult. So let's talk about waiting in particular. So there's a couple of things that I'm, I want you to see that are required if you're going to wait. So here's my fourth point. Waiting on the Lord requires a complete dependence on God. Waiting on the Lord requires a complete dependence on God. So when you wait on the Lord, you're basically saying to him, Lord, I am completely trusting in you. I am completely dependent upon you to, to take care of this issue. I'm not going to rely on my brain power. I'm not going to rely on my resources, whatever they may be. I'm not even going to rely on other people. I'm going to rely on you to answer me in my prayer. I'm going to be dependent on you. And so therefore, I will wait, wait on you. Here's the fifth thing I want you to see. Waiting on the Lord requires a willingness to allow God to be in control. Now, that's a difficult one, isn't it? Because the fact of the matter is, is you and I are control freaks. We like to be in control. And when you're in the midst of a crisis or when you're in the midst of a situation where you are waiting on God to do something, you and I don't like that because that whole aspect of waiting takes the control out of ourselves and puts it on God. But that's what's required if you're going to wait. You are allowing God to be in control. Here, here is the next thing I want you to see. Waiting carries the idea of having a confident expectation and hope. Waiting carries with it the idea of having a confident expectation and hope. In fact, that's what's being expressed here by the psalmist in Psalm 61 verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer, the writer begins with. He says a little bit later in the psalm that his hope is in the Lord. So when he's crying out to the Lord, he's got a confidence and a hope that God's going to hear him. Again, that's really an expression of faith, right? You have a hope and a trust in the Lord that he's going to hear you. In fact, speaking of hope, Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So what I want you to see here is, is that when we talk about waiting, we have a confidence and a hope, an expectation of God doing something. 
Now, there is something that you and I need to be aware of here, and, and that's really the seventh thing I want you to see here. When we choose not to wait, we invite struggles in our lives. When we choose not to wait, we invite struggles. In fact, we invite some serious consequences in our lives. An example of that would be Abraham. Remember Abraham? He was given the promise that he would have a seed, and that seed would be the fulfillment of the promise and would receive the land. And, and of course, he had to wait 25 years for that promise to be fulfilled in Isaac. But if you look at Genesis, you're going to see that he and Sarah become very impatient with this whole waiting thing, and they decide to take matters into their own hands. Abraham then goes and has a relationship with Hagar, and it produces a child by the name of Ishmael. And I'll be honest with you, that has been, well, the consequences of that are even true today. That's because they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait on the Lord. And so when you choose not to wait, we invite struggles into our lives. Now, here's the thing that I want you to finally understand here. Here's my eighth and final point. Our confidence in waiting does not rest in us, but in the Lord. Aren't you thankful for that? This whole issue of having confidence in waiting isn't in you, because the fact of the matter is, is you and I are frail. You and I are sinners. You and I are not perfect. But the confidence that we have in waiting is not in our own strength and whether or not we're right or whether or not we've done the right things or should be doing the right things. Our confidence is in the Lord, knowing that he loves us and that we are his children. In fact, isn't that what Jesus was saying in the Sermon on the Mount? If you look at Matthew chapter 7, look at verse 9. Or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good things to those who ask? So, basically, our confidence is in the Lord. Our confidence is in him, not in us, knowing that he's going to do the right things for us. Listen to what First uh, John chapter 5, verse 14, John writes concerning this confidence. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. So, my friends, what do we need to do? Wait. We are called to wait as an act of faith, as an act of trust in our Lord. And that, my friends, is something you and I need to do. We need to ignore the preconditioning that we have in our lives to expect the immediacy right now, and we need to trust in him. Something to think about. Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. You say, George, how can I get those questions to you? 
Well, there's several ways that you can do that. You can talk to me at church or you can call the church at 814-236-1622 and just leave a message and say, hey, George, here's a question that I have. You can contact us through Facebook. I would encourage you to go to facebook.com slash Kerbinsville Christian Church. That's our church Facebook page. I encourage you to like the page to keep up with what's happening, not just with the podcast, but with everything else at the church. But you can also direct message us there or write a message on the wall. We'll see that, and we'll see about answering the question here. You can go to our church website, kermansvillechristian.org. Go to the contact section. You, you'll see a means there which you can contact us. We'll get your question, and we'll see about answering it here. Next week, we're going to look at this whole issue again of our relationship with the Lord and what we've been called to. And that is, we have been called to love the Lord. So here's the question we're going to look at next week. What does it mean to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? Wow, what a question. We'll take a look at that next week. Until then, take care.